What does one have to do with the world? <clears throat> what does one have to ask from the world? I ask you, what exactly is the loyalty and love? The one sick in love died in separation, saying, Who wants to wait more? Who knows whether he will come or not? He who used to keep me awake is himself awake now. The sighs of the poor heart do not cease, and they have never gone unanswered. I tell you the condition of the heart that is in pain. I tell you what exactly love is. Bhajan Vastakripal Singh on page 274 in the new book. Sunayin 
बीमार नहीं फुरखत में जान दे दी बीमार नहीं फुरखत में जान दे दी अब खोन रखे अब खोन रखे वो आयन यान आयन एक दर्द मांद दिल की हलात तुम्हें बताई क्या चीज है महबा आओ तुम्हें सुनाए मुझे खोच गन नावाले अब खुद अभी जागते हैं मुझे खोज गन वाले अब खुद भी जागते हैं मजबूर दिल किया है मजबूर दिल किया है खाली गाये न जाये एक दर्द मांद दिल की हलात तुम्हें बताई क्या चीज है महबत आओ तुम्हें सुनाई कंडीशन ऑफ द हार्ट दट इज इन पेन आई टेल यू वट एग्जैक्टली लव इज The second bhajan is on page 276 in the same new section of the book. Oh Sawan, embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck. By making me your crazy one, kill me in your love. You are dwelling in my eyes. You have made your abode in my heart. At least now remove the veil of shyness from your face. There was a plaque installed at the tomb of Majnu in the name of loyalty towards love. <coughs> Sacrifice everything, even your body and mind. Oh, only this life is left in the love. Oh, Jamal, lose even it in the game of love. Oh, Sawan, embracing me, put the garland of your hands around my neck by making me your crazy one. Kill me in your love. Also, by Janet Master Kapal Singh, on page 276. Sawan galal ka karpa hon ka har dalo के अपनाफत में मार डालो सावन कले लगा बाहों का हार डालो शेदा 
After satsang, there will be a meal served at John and Kathy White's house, 
maps are also on the counter. And the San Francisco Kapal Memorial Bandara will be February 7th through 9th. Announcements are being mailed. together a number of things the masters have seen, centering around the metaphor of sleep. Sleep, of course, often used by the masters to mean forgetfulness. When we forget our purpose, who we are, what we are after, they say that we are, in effect, asleep. That's more than a metaphor, although certainly metaphorical, but it's very literal also, from the point of view of what we can be. It's very real. This is from uh, Master Kapal's seminal discourse, Five Dacoits Are Looting While Man Slumbers. All of this material that I'm going to read today is uh, familiar, I, I assume. It's, it's, I've read it a number of different times over the years, anyway. And uh, it's some of my favorite material. The whole world is sleeping. Rich, poor, intellectual, illiterate alike. Why? Because they have no awareness of themselves. Each man's soul is at the mercy of the mind, which is itself at the mercy of the senses, which in turn are dragged around by the sense enjoyments. We have become identified with the body and the world. <coughs> we have forgotten ourselves. Those who pursue the intellect lose themselves even more than the others. For although the illiterate are lost in the senses, yet through intellect one can get more deeply involved in the senses and the intellect both. We do work through the intellect, and it can help us to understand the true state of affairs, which is that the soul is a conscious entity, and our greatest aim as human beings is to realize God. The soul must rejoin the Lord. God is in every form. He is the sustaining power in all life. Due to this, our soul stays with the body. But when he removes his sustenance, the body is finished and returns to its various elements. Furthermore, if he withdraws his power from creation, then dissolution or grand dissolution occurs in different degrees. There is nothing nearer to us than this power of God, which is the very soul of our soul. Our soul has become jiva, soul in creation, through connection with the mind, and so the sense enjoyments drag it around. 
it has forgotten itself in this depth of indulgence. Together, the beloved and the soul. The soul sleeps, but the beloved is in full awareness. The influence of the senses and the outer attractions keeps the soul asleep to the truth, while the God-husband is constantly awake, waiting for the soul to open her eyes. In this pitiful situation, how can we awake? How can one sleeping person awaken another? Only in the satsang can one sit in the company of an awakened soul, and one awakened soul can surely awaken thousands who are sleeping. An awakened soul does not mean a lecturer or reader of books, those who have knowledge at the sense level only, for he who has developed his intellect is also asleep. The world is sleeping at the level of the mind. Mind is most powerful <coughs> at the physical level, where it takes our attention further and further into physical expression. Mind has stages also, physical, astral, causal. It operates in all three. It's not something simple. Many great sages have left this world crying because of the mind. So first we must learn to control the physical mind by withdrawing it from outer senses. You will find in some Eastern books the story of Hobble and Kabul. <coughs> And it is the story of the lower mind, Hobble, killing the higher mind. Mind is a very strange phenomenon, and if it is controlled, it will show the happenings of the three worlds. Remove yourself from outer distractions, and you will awaken unto your true self. Has it never occurred to you that you must leave this world one day? Even in the presence of death or accompanying the body to the cremation ground, do you never stop to think that you will also be in this position someday? We do agree that we have to go and remind it about it, but we then promptly forget the matter. It is a very sad condition we are in. Guru Arjan Sahib says, Arise, awake, O traveler. Why this delay? Beloved soul, why are you sleeping? The sun of human birth has risen, and this is the time to awaken. If this opportunity slips from your fingers, it will never come so soon again. This invaluable birth will be wasted. Similarly, the Upanishads say, Awake, arise, and stop not until the goal is reached. It is like a sleeping sickness. And if you go to the root cause, you will understand what is happening, and then you will know how imperative it is to gain release from all this illusion and forgetfulness. Listen now to a hymn of Guru Arjan Sahib, in which he tells us more on this subject. You may ask, if we are sleeping, then how are we able to talk? But do we not talk in our sleep? You have not got the awareness, but you have the intellect, so try and understand. We are the soul, the indweller of the body, and we often say, this is my body, I am the soul, etc. As I have taken off my coat and placed it here, can you remove your body? Can you rise above it? 
and analyze yourself from mind and matter, separating yourself from the body, you would then see clearly who and what you are. Now listen to the hymn, which tells us how we went to sleep and how we can awaken. In her eye sleeps, while one covetously envies the possessions of others. In her ear sleeps, yet one eagerly hears all slander and scandal. The Master's message is for embodied souls caught in the web of mind and senses, unable to release themselves. Masters make no distinction between religions and sects. Their message is for the whole human race. O oh soul, since you took birth into the world, you have developed the habit of seeing things. And so your outer eye is open, but the eye which is used to see within became more securely closed. Although awake from without, you are asleep within, and by greedily envying the goods of others, your inner eye has gone deeper and deeper into this slumber. Our outer awakenedness is busy coveting the wealth, property, bodies of others. And this creates impressions which are taken in and absorbed into one's being through the eyes. Remember, 83% of all impressions we absorb enter into man through the eyes. Whatever you see is registered in you. This constant intake of impressions closes the inner vision more and more as the years go by. Furthermore, the impressions we absorb from outside are reproduced into our thoughts and dreams, and in this way a superficial life is built up. Up to now you have never had the opportunity to dip inside yourself. The ears are perpetually listening to the scandalizing and slandering of other people's characters. Their virtues are underrated and their faults exaggerated. If something is worth repeating, it should also be 100% accurate. Otherwise, it amounts to slander. Test this fact for yourself. Just sit quietly and listen to any conversations going on around you, and you will find that they consist of gossip, criticism, and scandal principally. 14% of all impressions come through the ears. 83 and 14 amount to 97% of all impressions through two senses alone, awake or asleep. All this attention going out, all these impressions coming in, and never a single glance inwardly toward one's real self, which is in deep, heavy slumber, unaware of all this. Inner taste sleeps through greedy outer enjoyments, Mind slumbers on in the wonders of illusion. This is our daily life. This thing is very sweet, that thing is very beautiful. Strong in man are these senses of sight, hearing, and taste. He is always busy seeing, hearing, eating, and drinking, tasting something attractive today and wanting more and more of it tomorrow. During my tour of 1955, I was invited to meet a Father Divine in the USA, and at the dinner there, more than 60 different dishes were served, both sweet and savory. Just think of 60 different things to be tasted. There is a limit to what the taste can distinguish. 
what is seen, heard, and eaten is all reproduced and recorded within one's being, and this is how our superficial lives are made. Illusions started with this body. You can see how this physical form has encouraged this forgetfulness we exist in. We are embodied souls, but we have become only the body, and we can see only at the sense level. Now, is this not superficial? Mind is also asleep in this illusion. It has also become the form of the outer attractions, when awake and asleep both. What an accurate picture Guru Arjan Sahib is sketching. The masters are constantly trying to draw man's attention to the true state of affairs. One Muslim fakir points out that one should close the eyes and ears to shut out these impressions and also close the lips. This renders the tongue out of action and it is then also impossible to eat anything. Whatever the method, we must stop these three kinds of impressions coming inside from without, and then we should invert within. The fakir adds that if the truth does not then awaken in you, you are free to ridicule the method. It is a very definite statement and a fair offer. Only the awakened soul can help one to invert these rebellious senses and withdraw from the outer attractions. At present, one sees outwardly only. But then with his blessing of inner vision, you will see within, and the path will be opened for you. At present, one hears only outer sounds, but one will hear the inner music, the sound of the truth. At present, you enjoy outer actions, but by inversion, you will start to enjoy the delectable inner nectar of Nam. When that nectar comes, this taste is no longer enjoyed. And who makes all this possible? When the Satguru is met, inversion starts. If you die while living, you will solve the riddle. He who is awake in the house of the body can receive that inherent perfect gift. If you awaken while living in this physical house, the Lord's gift is yours. He is already within, but one must withdraw the attention from outside. What is there to realizing the Lord just uprooted from here and planted there? It is a simple matter of where the attention is focused. Break away from family and acquaintances, then our Savior will come. If you receive the perfect gift, you also will become perfect, as God is perfect. Just start withdrawing from outer attractions. But if the lecturers and scriptural authorities are sitting on the outer perimeter, at the sense level, then who will help us awaken? Our near and dear are intoxicated with their own enjoyments, having no knowledge of their true home. Our friends, relations, etc., are embodied souls like us intoxicated by the outer enjoyments and having no awareness of themselves, dragged by sight, hearing, taste, and touch, <coughs> suffering from one sickness or another. <coughs> Remember that enslavement to a single sense alone can bring death, imprisonment, or slavery for life. Take the moth, for example, which burns itself to death because of the ruling sense of sight. 
through its strong sense of taste, the fish gets caught on the fisherman's hook. A certain insect has a very strong sense of smell and is attracted to the sense of flowers. It loses its life when it enters that flower which closes like a clam. The sense of hearing is overpowering in the deer and in serpents. The deer is attracted by the beating of drums, and he is so fascinated that he is helpless to move and is captured. The snake, a fearsome creature, is enchanted by the sound of the bina, is captured and spends its life in a snake charmer's basket. The sense of touch is dominating in the elephant, and through trickery they attract the male to the female, and thereby capture him, starve him for days to weaken his strength that he may be controlled, and from then on he is a slave to man. If for the prevalence of a single sense these creatures lose their freedom or their lives, then what hope for man who has five? It seems an impossible situation. With so many enjoyments in this body, how can Nam reside therein? Everywhere people are in the same condition. Brothers, sisters, husbands, children, parents, friends. There is a sleeping state and a drunken state. And whereas a sleeping person can be awakened, what about him who is in the drunken condition? You can shout at him, but he is without consciousness and will not respond. These are hard facts. It is a very accurate picture of mankind. Even the few who try to find the cure in the scriptures are helpless, but one cannot awaken the consciousness by reading a book. Five dacoits have entered these sleepy dwellings and have looted the vacant house. Everyone is sleeping and the dacoits are looting wildly. Who are these five dacoits? They are anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego. They are looting the people who are sleeping in a drug state. In this way, man loses his most valuable possessions and tragically does not realize this is happening because he is so engrossed in the enjoyments that whatever knowledge of right he had is pushed aside. A little awareness of the predicament he is in comes only when he has lost everything he possessed. The house is unprotected, the thieves can get in, for the owner is in a deep sleep. You are the owner of your physical house, are you not? Know it or not, you are in a drunken state, and although you have been awakened innumerable times, yet you merely say, yes, yes, I am awake, but this is only from outside, and you promptly go to sleep again. You have never awakened from within. There is no answering reply from your true self. If the point does not go home, the whole thing is superficial. And I want to This is from the very marvelous, in my opinion, question and answer session that um, took place on January 23rd, 1964, which I was present. 
Master Kripal answered questions. This was in Washington, D.C. I'm going to read a section which leads into a longer section about the diary. I mean, this is, it's all part of a piece. Master talks about, he doesn't use the metaphor sleep, at least I don't think he does in this section, but he's talking about the same thing and he's giving a method specifically the keeping of the diary, which um, tends to counteract that. So it goes very closely with what we have just read. We'll get back to that metaphor before we're through, but... Alright, I'm picking up more or less arbitrarily at the talk which leads into the question, which is the point of the whole thing. He's saying the best thing is when you are initiated, don't talk to anyone. I don't, Master doesn't mean literally don't talk, but he is talking about a certain kind of talking in which we show others how much we know or how spiritual we are. It's, this becomes clear from the context. The best thing is when you are initiated, don't talk to anyone. Work for your daily livelihood. As for the rest, you need not talk to anyone. Talk to your master. We talk to others. What loss is there? You talk to others, you want to show your superiority to others. Egoism is there and you lose. Suppose in a worldly way you have a friendship with somebody, a love for somebody, you wouldn't dare to let anybody know about it. Is it not so? Why? This is love. Why should you broadcast your love for God? You only want someone who can guide you, and it is the master who can guide you. He does not say that you should leave your work. Earn your livelihood, bring up and nourish your children, keep up your body and go on with it. Let the wildflower grow in darkness. We throw seeds anywhere. I am doing it. I see that I am in a very intoxicated state. Others naturally ask why. You say, well, when I sit in meditation, this and that appears. Their eyes are on you, and you have not yet become perfect. What happens? They take you as the ideal. You stand between them and the master. Where will you go? The man who follows you and takes you as a wrong ideal is first doomed, and your progress is retarded. This is a very critical point. In a worldly way, when you are engaged or betrothed to somebody, you think only of him. Don't have any interest in anybody. Go on with it. You will find that sometimes people who are progressing begin to tell one another it is like this. The result is that their progress is lessened. And you will find many who say we had more progress before, now we have less. And what is the reason for that? Do you follow my point? This is to be followed by everybody. When you are given it, go to the highest. Let others be the ones to say it. Then it's all right. If you have, for instance, a little water with you and you begin to sprinkle it, what happens? Be in contact with the perennial source. Then thousands, millions may come. Then you become a conscious co-worker, conscious that it is not you doing it, but God doing it. These are the little things, I think, that stand in every man's way. 
Those who have a little experience, for instance, they sometimes see the Master within, are in a day or two talking about it. Sometimes the negative power appears and they are misguided. Some things come true, others become wrong. I sometimes get letters from people who write, Oh, now the Master within me will guide me. I tell them, all right, the Master is within you. If he guides you, write to me. Get it confirmed in writing by me. And the result is that those who follow them are retarded. Do you see? I don't see why people are after becoming a Master. They may have that ideal before them, but they have not become Masters. When they become Masters, then let them say they are Masters. Even then they won't say it. Those who are masters don't say we are masters. They say it is God's power working. It is the Father in me doing it. They never say I am doing it. The Son of Man is differentiated from the God in man. But others who have just a little experience exert themselves. This is one of the causes of division in the groups. Some follow this man, some follow that man. The result is that there is a split. There is no progress. And this has also been the cause of dissension in the group, I tell you. I have watched it. Some begin to rule. Still others are forceful. And naturally others disbelieve them. Then the dissension starts and the whole process is retarded. And that becomes a bad example for others. When you are put on the way, see where you are. Go up. Let people see only when you are in full bloom. Do you see? Don't broadcast your seeds. They will be eaten up by sparrows. Those who look to you will be having faith in you instead of the Master. They will think he is also as good as the Master. The result is that since you are not yet perfect, something wrong will come out of you. And naturally the whole thing will be very badly affected. When you are initiated, simply go on. You have been given the diary to keep. Remain in contact. If God wills it, he makes each one of you a master. It is a selection from God, not from the men underneath. It is not a matter of voting, as you would select a minister or president. It is the God overhead. It is a commission from God. The soul trembles at considering the duty that lies on the shoulders of a master. People think it a great privilege because they sometimes consider that other people have faith in them and that becomes a source of income too. The result is that the one who places himself in this position is spoiled, his progress is retarded and the progress of those who follow him is also retarded. Their ideal is changed. It is a very dangerous way. When you see the master within, talk to him, all right? then remain in touch. Even then, I tell you, even if the Master speaks within you, you can never think, let your Master go and you remain. You see? Question. Well, I see the Master within sometimes, but he never looks at me. He is either sitting in meditation or with head bowed or something. Master says, just go into your diary, please. You will find the answer there. He is a very strict judge, I tell you. He does not spare me. Everyone, there's a great deal of laughter in this session, and uh, there was some here at this point. Surely, I must be truthful. Be a hard taskmaster. Introspect yourself. When we write the diary, we make allowances. 
treat yourself like a hard taskmaster. And the questioner, the same one, says, well, that's the thing that has always confused me about the diary. That's why I really, I'm not making excuses, but that's why I haven't kept it. <laughs> and the master says, what? Because how can you be sure that you're being honest with yourself when you put down these things? And master, I tell you, look here. When you are told to do a thing by a master, why do you raise questions? That's the first thing. If you don't understand something, ask him. Why do you discontinue? That's the first thing straight off. There's some reason for it. The mind is a very cunning friend. He will deceive you. He says, well, look here. You cannot give all your imperfections. You are telling lies. Don't do it. You see? Wait, he says. When you become perfect, only then do it. Both of you are caught. The point is, in the beginning, you won't find so many imperfections within you. The more you go into it, the more you will find from day to day. Those that become more numerous already exist, but we are not aware of them. Do you follow my point? First, your mind had to think, I am telling lies, I should not do it. Then it made you leave off doing your diary. When a thief is in the room, mind that, I will tell you he will try to deter your attention to someone else. The thief says, oh, here goes the thief, there goes the thief. He never lets your attention be drawn to him. So the mind is a very cunning thief in the form of a true friend. He is like a very sympathetic man. Look here, why do you send in the diaries? You must become perfect first, then send the diary, not now. Do you see? Master said, do it. You disobey the orders of the master and obey the dictates of your mind. If there is something that you don't follow, ask him. There is something behind it. At the start, I know quite fully well that you cannot note down all the imperfections of the day. Do you know the Pellman system of memory? The system described as how to develop memory? Think of what you had been doing all throughout the day from the morning when you arose. Oh yes, I got up, I answered the call of nature, I had a bath and some food, I went to work, work was finished, and I came home. One or two events might have come to your notice. But when you got up, what were the thoughts striking your mind? What others struck you when you were going to answer the call of nature while bathing and afterward? That requires going into. The more you go into it, the more thoughts you will find. In that way, one's memory is strengthened without any payment. And furthermore, our level of criterion of distinguishing right from wrong is also changed. The more you learn and go into the scriptures, the more your angle of vision is changed. For instance, in the beginning it might be, he told me lies, so I slapped his face. Though I did the right thing, it was tit for tat. That's your angle of vision, you see? Later you may know, oh, he called me names. All right. When you grow, you realize that when someone calls you names or tells you something wrong, and you also call him names, the wrong multiplies. He tells you one thing, you say two, then comes four, then eight, like that. If you had not returned the wrong, it would have remained only one. Your angle of vision has changed, is it not? Even if you don't speak and somebody has thought evil of you, you may feel at heart, oh, he's a bad man. You have a reaction. 
these feelings must be noted. There are two things. First, as you go into it, you will find a greater number of shortcomings, and further, the angle of vision is changed. This causes the shortcomings to become still more numerous. If they grow in number, it means you're progressing, I tell you. You know how many shortcomings are within you. Then when you weed them out, they go down in number. When they are consumed, if you reflect, you can read others' minds, you can see what is going on on the other side of the wall. The purpose of maintaining the diaries is very high, I tell you. Don't follow the dictates of the mind. If you follow the Master 100%, only then can you have the full mystery solved. We only follow what we care to, modified by the dictates of the mind. Some follow the Master 10%, some 20% or 40%. Nobody obeys 100%. This is the one thing to be learned. Then when something comes up, you will say to yourself, Oh yes, he is within me. How can I deceive him? Your angle of vision will be changing. And when you are changing that way, by outer self-introspection, and by coming in contact with that power within, you'll progress like anything. Sometimes when Master's form appears, he is showing his back. Sometimes he keeps quiet. Sometimes he is very happy. Sometimes he talks to you. If he turns away his face, it means there is something wrong. We don't know why. Each man has practically the same problem, perhaps in a little modified form. If you keep your diaries regularly for three or four months, like a hard taskmaster, you'll change. Send me the diaries blank. What greater concession do you want? Send them to me blank and I will accept them. How long will you dare to send them to me blank? That's the point. You cannot send them that way. The mind, I tell you, is a cunning thief in the form of a friend. He will deceive you in a very noble way. He appears to be very friendly, but ultimately you'll see that you are let down. When you follow, follow the dictates of Master. And then a question by a different questioner. Now, Maharaji, now you just gave very good examples, mostly concerning the thoughts we have. And Master says, thoughts are very potent, you see. And the questioner says, yes, well, there is, of course, pride and envy and jealousy and resentment towards others and thinking badly about others. And, of course, purity or chastity in word, thought, and deed. You're sort of leading us very well. And I sometimes sit over this sheet and I think, now what else is there that I have done wrong? And I'm just sometimes missing a clue. Is there anything else you would like to lead us to? And Master said, that's just putting in time for meditation, coming in contact with the light and sound principle within. That is what is wanted. That will help you. You will have more progress. Sometimes people bring me their diaries and I see that their lives are very pure. They also put in two hours meditation daily, and yet there's little or no progress. I told them, if your diary is correct, then you should have gone to the third plane. Do you see? Do you follow me? If our lives are quite flawless, why should we not progress, especially after putting in time for meditation? If it is due to the wrong way of doing the practice involving breathing or this and that, it should be set right. We deceive our own selves, I tell you. Whatever you remember, 
put it down in the diary. Try to think of every thought that struck you, not what your body did. Like a very hard taskmaster, I tell you, don't spare yourself. As you don't spare your enemy, don't spare yourself. This is the most dangerous serpent in the form of a friend. He will deceive you. He will try to retard your progress and keep you led away to the negative things that will retard you from going on the way. And then, instead of seeing shortcomings within our own selves, we begin to doubt the Master. This is the work of the mind. He will do it. At least you see that there's light and there's sound. That much you see. Then why not progress further wonderfully? There's something wrong. And just... A way of leading into the tape, I want to read a couple of short things. But I also want to tell a story which Cuckoo told me many years ago. Because the Master is, is um, you know, correcting us or instructing us in this way. It can seem like um, it's hard to measure up and like we're set up for failure and things like that. I've often quoted the Sufi master who said, Oh God, you have set me on a piece of bark in the middle of the ocean and commanded me not to get wet. It's not easy to do whatever everything that master wants us to do. And what is sometimes forgotten in this equation is what we were talking about um, some time back, namely that the Master is our advocate. He is our comforter, our friend, and he helps us. You know, you, in, in my experience, really, he does it for us if we let him. Cuckoo told me, Cuckoo was the princess. Some of you may remember her. She was a very close disciple of Master Kripal Singh. Uh, she did not follow anyone after he left the body. And she was a good friend of mine, and because of Satsandesh, the editing of Satsandesh, I worked very closely with her. She was one of the um, staff of Satsandesh based in India. She did translating and sent me material. Princess Devinder Beer Narendra was her name, and she was the daughter, one of the daughters of the Maharaja of Jind, and uh, brought up in a very um, luxurious kind of way. And she never alone always surrounded by people, mostly servants. At a young age, as is common in India, she married. Her husband was of a similar similar social class and was an Air Force um, captain, pilot, flew planes. And she married him, and there were at least one, I think two children. And he died very young in a plane crash. And uh, Cuckoo was left a widow, and of course in India to be a widow in the Hindu tradition is, is not a small thing. Widows are, are non-persons. They are forbidden to remarry and they have no social place. It's a very hideous kind of thing that the Hindu religion, the exoteric Hindu religion has done for them. Anyway, somehow or other she came to the Master, Master Kripal Singh. And uh, he took her in, 
and she eventually ended up living at the ashram um, and remained there most of the rest of her life. But she told me that when she first came to the Master, she was very afraid. She was very afraid of many things. She had never lived in the world, really, always in palaces and things like that. And uh, the world frightened her. And this was a woman, when I knew her, who, unlike many women in India, was extremely uh, outgoing, forceful, and a doer. She drove a jeep, for example, uh, at a time when very few women um, had driver's licenses and drove, and a very, uh, very strong and very uh, confident person. Uh, but she told me that she went with um, Master Kripal, went up to Rajpur, near Dehradun, where he had a house. And some of us have been to that house. I spent some of the most memorable days of my life there. Uh, it's right in, set up next to the foothills of the Himalayas, and it's a very beautiful setting, and it is an orchard, and so forth. And he used to take people there for a few days, like as a kind of a private retreat. It was not room for very many. He would sometimes take as many as seven or eight people, maybe, maybe more. Anyway, he took her and some other people up to his house in Rajpur, and... Uh, after they got there, he told her that he was going to go back to Delhi with everyone else, but she would stay there alone. And uh, he wanted her to watch the house. And she was terrified. She had never been alone in a house in her whole life. She was, in her, I think, in her early 30s, maybe late 20s at this point. And she was just, just terrified. And he left, drove off, and she was in the house, and she was um, sitting there giving vent to all her fear and she heard a noise outside and dark had come and she went to look out the window she was afraid she took her a while to do that because she was so afraid but when she went to look out she saw somebody was out there with a lantern walking around back and forth around the house as though he were a watchman and yet there was no watchman that she knew about. So she stared at him, and when he got close enough, she saw that it was the master. He was walking around with his lantern back and forth, back and forth. And she told me she watched him out the window for hours and hours, walking back and forth from the house to the gate, and back to the house, down to the gate. And she understood that the master was always with her, and he would always help her, and he would always protect her. And that's what we should remember when we are making decisions, when we are trying to do what the Master wants, and it's not easy when we are trying to wake up when we really want to sleep with all our hearts. Um, it, we have to do our best. It's required of us that we do whatever we can do, but the Master is always with us, and He will be out there with that lantern, walking back and forth, He won't let anything happen to us. You know, I have in my life many times forgotten this. And yet, if we just keep our hands in His, He does take care of us. Because He loves us. And remember that the Master's aim is to take us all back. Different strokes for different folks, sometimes it's said, you know. 
And we don't all get exactly the same kind of guidance or the same kind of treatment in every way. But the aim is the same. He wants to take us all back. He gives us what we need in order for us to go back. That's his greatness and his grace and his love. And he will not rest until every single one of us is sitting in the lap of the Father. It will happen. All right, leading into the tape, I want to just, this is from the Bible, from the Gospel according to St. Mark. And there's a very definite relevance to the tape of this. This is the night before Jesus died. They came to a small estate <coughs> called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Stay here while I pray. Then he took Peter and James and John with him. And a sudden fear came over him in great distress. And he said to them, My soul is sorrowful to the point of death. Wait here and keep awake. And going on a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, this hour might pass him by. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup away from me, but let it be as you, not I, would have it. He came back and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Had you not the strength to keep awake one hour? You should be awake and praying not to be put to the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came back and found them sleeping. Their eyes were so heavy, and they could find no answer for him. He came back a third time and said to them, You can, you can sleep on now and take your rest. It's all over. The hour has come. Now the Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us go. My betrayer is close at hand already. And, speaking of the diary, in the very beginning of the new year, in this diary book, was developed right here in Sebastopol, California. Quotes from Master Kripal. If only the thought remained uppermost in mind, who am I? Where am I going? This could change the very pattern of our life. You can direct your own destiny. The meaning of keeping the diary is of utmost importance, but very few fully understand it. Remove those things which are obstructing your progress. Weed out the imperfections one by one. If you will take one step, he will come down hundreds of steps to greet you. No matter what your past has been, stop now. View the facts and start afresh. So decide from today onward, you see. Decide what is your aim in life. Spirituality is not difficult. It is we who have made it difficult, that's all. Simply follow it. Simple life and high thinking. The whole of this life's purpose is to become still, 
to withdraw from outer environments and to concentrate. You have great strength in you. You are the child of a lion. And as Sanchi said, the thing is that the stream of the Shabbat is faster than the stream of our thoughts. So if we give ourselves over to the essence of the universe that is love, which is available to us in the form of the sound and light from within, then we can do it. That is to say, it can be done. If we rely on our own mind, we can never do it. The talk, the tape, is my favorite, I have to say, as the years have gone by, my favorite of all the tapes that Sanchi gave. And indeed, this may, may rank as my favorite satsang ever. It was the farewell talk, the last day of the February 1997 group, which meant it was the last talk I was ever present with Sanchi gave. And it's about half an hour long, and it is, if you're not familiar with it, this is a gem. And he, he gives clear indication he was going to leave, and he exhorts us in no uncertain terms to wake up. Here the metaphor of sleep, the use of it, becomes central to our survival. And it's absolutely wonderful talk. I've heard it many, many times. And I someday maybe I'll get to the bottom of it. Alright, this is February, I think, 14th, 1997, at SKA retreat in uh, outside of Delhi. Santa James Singh talking. Sabde bade pyare mithe pajinsan pos paramatma saavan karpal da tanwad hai jinna ne saanu aap da jash karna mauka ditta eh odi dyaasi jehde aap bol sake pyareo Maharaj Kende Hundesige, Pukhedu Roti, Piasenu Pani, Kudr Da Sul Hai, Jirur Milda Hai, Ukudr Dandi Hai, Ese Tara, Ye Asiri, Avde Sache Dilo, Guru Vaste Tiatar Kharkone Hai, Ujirurake Milda Hai, Unu Pata Hai, Kemenu Kaun Yad Karda Hai, Keda Meri Yad Vichitarfda Hai. All of yours bhajans were very loving, they were very sweet. Thanks to God Almighty, Sound and Kripal that we got the opportunity to sing their praises. Dear ones, it is all due to their graces, their grace that we were able to sing their praises, we were able to sing their glory. Master often used to say that there is food for hungry and water for thirsty. So if we also move the string of our heart in his remembrance, he at once comes there because he knows that who is sitting in his remembrance and who is yearning for him. Maharaj Ji said that the heart of the heart is not the heart of the heart. This is a very good chance. The truth is that the saints have written in the Sivakande Fahde Master also used to say that the heart corresponds to another heart, the heart makes a way to the other heart. In fact, these bhajans are a very good opportunity for all the dear ones, they are very beneficial for the dear ones. In fact, 
the masters have written the bhajans only for the benefit of the dear ones because they hope and they know that if not by any other means at least by singing the bhajans the dear ones could develop the humility within them pyareo sada jani dushman man sade andar baitha hai ek kadon guru to maafi mangan denda hai ਭਜਨਾ ਦੇ ਜਿਰੀਏ ਅਸੀਂ ਮਾਫੀ ਵੀ ਮੰਗ ਲੈਨੇ ਹੈ ਆਪਦੇ ਗੁਨਾਹ ਵੀ ਗਣਗਣ ਕੇ ਦੱਸ ਦਿੰਨੇ ਹੈ ਭਜਨਾ ਦੇ ਜਿਰੀਏ ਹੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੱਸ ਦਿੰਨੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਤੇਰੇ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਕਿੰਨੇ ਤੜਫਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਤੇਰਾ ਨਾਮ ਭੁੱਲ ਗਏ ਅਸੀਂ ਜਮੜ ਮਰਨ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪੈ ਗਏ ਕਾਲ ਨੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਤਨ ਪੜਦੇ ਚਾੜ ਦਿੱਤੇ ਇਹ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਹੱਥ ਕੜੀ ਲਾਈ ਹੈ ਪੁੰਨਾ ਔਰ ਪਾਪਾਂ ਦੀ ਇਹ ਤੂੰ ਕੱਟ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਅਸੀਂ ਬੇਵਸ ਹੈ اے ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਹੁਣ ਆਪਦੇ ਨਾਲੋਂ ਵਿਛੋੜੀ ਦਾ ਆਪਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਦੇਈ ਰੱਖ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵੀ ਨੋ ਦੈਟ ਦ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਇਜ਼ ਆਵਰ ਗ੍ਰੇਟੈਸਟ ਐਨੀਮੀ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਡਸ ਨਾਟ ਅਲਾਓ ਅਸ ਟੂ ਕਨਫੈਸ ਦੈਟ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਦ ਸਿਨਰ ਵਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਨੇਵਰ ਅਲਾਓਸ ਅਸ ਟੂ ਬੀ ਹੰਬਲ and ask for the forgiveness from the master only through the bhajans which we sing can we express our condition to the master can we tell him that oh lord we are the sinners and we are the ones who have made so many mistakes and we have forgotten your name and we also say that the negative power has trapped us in the chains of the good and the bad karmas now only you can shower your grace upon us and only you can make us free we can say all these things we can ask for the forgiveness from our beloved master only through the bhajans okay good night everybody in the school says that he will do that work after going back to the home it is possible that when he gets to his home to his home he may have some other things to do so if he finishes the job which he has been given by the teacher right in front of the teacher will it not be better it is possible that he may have some difficulty in doing that work and if he is doing that in front of his teacher the teacher can help him also pyareo asi tan ladke school de vich padhan lagge sanu sade teacher ne urdu di penti likhe deti odo urdu di padhai hundi si pehla ਉਹ ਲਿਖ ਕੇ ਦਿੱਤੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੋ ਜਾਣਿਆਂ ਨੇ ਤਾਂ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਯਾਦ ਕਰਨਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਕੀਤਾ ਯਾਦ ਕੀਤੀ ਇੱਕ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਜਲਾਹਾ ਉਹ ਦੀਵਾਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਚੜ ਕੇ ਬਹਿ ਗਿਆ ਟੀਚਰ ਬਾਹਰੋਂ ਆਇਆ ਉਹ ਆਦਾ ਤੂੰ ਦੀਵਾਰ ਤੇ ਬੈਠਾ ਪੜਦਾ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਉਹਦਾ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਕੀ ਮੈਂ ਆਪੇ ਪੜ ਲੂੰਗਾ ਉਹ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਡਾਡਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਕਾਨ ਪਕੜ ਉਹਨੇ ਜਲਦੀ ਦੇਣੇ ਉਹ ਟੀਚਰ ਦੇ ਕਾਨ ਪਕੜ ਲਏ ਉਦੋਂ ਮੁੜ ਕੇ ਉਹ ਸਕੂਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਗਿਆ ਟੀਚਰ ਨੇ ਦੋ ਥੱਪੜ ਲਾ ਦਿੱਤੇ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ 'ਚ ਬੱਚਿਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਮਾਰ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਟੀਚਰ ਜਦੋਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਆਰਮੀ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਛੁੱਟੀ ਆਉਣਾ ਉਹਨੇ ਸਾਥੋਂ ਫਿਰ ਕੱਪੜੇ ਮੰਗਿਆ ਕਰਨੇ ਕਿ ਭਰਾਵੋ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਕਲਾਸ ਫੈਲੋ ਆ ਹੁਣ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖ ਲਓ ਇੱਕ ਦਿਨ ਅਸੀਂ ਸਕੂਲ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਹੇ ਜੇ ਉਹ ਸਾਡੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਥੋੜਾ ਬਹੁਤਾ ਪੜਦਾ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਅੱਛੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਬਤੀਤ ਕਰ ਸਕਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਆਖਰੋਂ ਮਜ਼ਦੂਰੀ ਕਰਦਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੀ ਉਹ ਗੁਜ਼ਰਿਆ ਸੋ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਚੰਗਾ ਉਹ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਆਪਦੇ ਟੀਚਰ ਦਾ ਚਾਹੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਸਕੂਲ 'ਚ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਚਾਹੇ ਰੋਹਾਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਸਕੂਲ 'ਚ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਸਿਆਣਾ ਉਹ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਟੀਚਰ ਦੇ ਬੈਠੇ ਬੈਠੇ ਆਪਦਾ ਕੰਮ ਕਰੇਗਾ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵੀ ਵਰ ਥ੍ਰੀ ਬੋਇਸ ਹੂ ਵੈਂਟ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਸਕੂਲ ਐਂਡ when the teacher gave us a lesson in urdu because in those days they used to teach urdu language so when the teacher gave us a lesson in urdu to learn two of us 
started learning that lesson but the third one who was from a weaver's family and he did not want to study so he went and he sat on the wall so when the teacher came back he saw that that third boy was sitting on the wall and he said well why don't you study why are you not studying he said well, he said, well why do you bother I will study myself so the teacher got upset and he said well come here and catch hold of your ears he said and at once he held the ears of the teacher so the teacher got more upset and he slapped him because you know that in India in those days the teachers used to slap the students if they would do something like this so that boy became upset and he left the school right then and after that he never came back to the school when we went in the army when we used to come back from the army to home that person that boy who had now who had now grown up as a person would come to us and ask for the clothes from us because he was living a very poor life and he would ask for the clothes from us and he would claim to be our class fellow even though he had gone to the school with us only for one day but still he said that he was our class fellow <coughs> so what I mean to say is that if he had also studied like we did he would have also made his life good he would have made his life really good and he would have lived comfortably but he did not go to the school and that is why he did not make his life and he all his life worked like a laborer and finally he died like that without having a decent life so what I mean to say is that whatever work you are given whether you are studying in the school or whether you are studying the spirituality in by the master from the master it is much better for you to do the work which your master which your teacher has asked you to do while the teacher is still in front of you pyareo main dekhta raha hain kai premita maharaj karpal nu savan da swarup hi mande san jehde savan de naam le vasi kaiyan de dil vich hankar si ke assi tere gur bhai hai ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀ ਰੱਬ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਗੁਰ ਭਾਈ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦਾਗਾ ਜੋ ਬਣੇਗਾ ਉਹ ਰੱਬ ਹੀ ਬਣੇਗਾ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੀਨ ਥੈਟ देयर ਵਰ ਮੈਨੀ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਟਿਡ ਬਾਈ ਬਾਬਾ ਸਾਵਨ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਹੂ ਯੂਜ਼ਡ ਟੂ ਸੀ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਐਸ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਬਟ देयर ਵਰ ਮੈਨੀ ਹੂ ਹੈਡ ਥਿਸ ਪ੍ਰਾਈਡ ਹੂ ਹੈਡ ਥਿਸ ਈਗੋ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਯੂਜ਼ਡ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਯੂਰ ਬ੍ਰਦਰਸ ਇਨ ਫੇਥ Master Kripal Singh always used to say that God does not have any brother in faith. If he has anyone, he has only God. He does not have any equal. If anyone will become anything, he will become only God, not his brother. Pyareo, kade vi sanu pajande chor ni banna chahida ga. Kabir Sahib ne kaya si, kal karanta avkar, avkarta soital, paache kashu na ho gai je sir par aayo kaal. Dear ones, we should never become the thieves of the meditation. Kabir Sahib had said that whatever you have to do tomorrow, do it today. Whatever you have to do today, do it right away. Because if you will go on procrastinating the work, if you will go on post- postponing the work, who knows when the... when your time will come and in that way you will have to leave this place without completing the work you have been given pyareo main jo single sikhda siga oda kafi likhai padhai da kam siga main kade vi nahi si be kam savere karunga beshak kitni vi raat kyon na hundi main aap da maka ke penda siga isse tarah jado baba bishandas ne mainu do shabad da pheh ditta ਜਦ ਤੱਕ ਮੈਂ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਪ੍ਰੈਕਟੀਕਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰ ਲਿਆ ਸੀਗਾ ਮੈਂ ਬਿਲਕੁਲ ਹੀ ਰੱਜ ਕੇ ਸੁਤਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਔਰ ਆਰਾਮ ਨਹੀਂ ਕੀਤਾਗਾ 
ਆਰਾਮ ਇੱਕ ਪਾਸੇ ਰੱਖਦਾ ਸੀ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਮੁਰਸ਼ਿਦ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਉਹ ਕਰਨਾ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵੈਨ ਆਈ ਯੂਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸਟੱਡੀ ਦ ਸਿਗਨਲਸ देयर वाज अ लॉट ऑफ रीडिंग एंड राइटिंग इन्वॉल्वड इन दैट एंड एवरी नाइट आई वुड गो टू स्लीप ओनली आफ्टर फिनिशिंग द वर्क व्हिच आई वाज गिवन टू आई नेवर thought or i never said that i will do this later on whatever work was given to me by my teachers i finished that and then i went to bed in the same way when beloved baba vishnudas gave me the first two hours and he gave me the work to do the work of the meditation unless i until i became practically successful in that until i became successful in that i did not sleep very well i had left the rest and the sleep in one side and i gave the importance i gave the priority to the work which my master had given to me ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਕੋਲੇ ਗੁਰਮੇਲ ਬੈਠਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਬਚਪਨੇ ਤੋਂ ਹੀ ਮੇਰੇ ਕੋਲੇ ਆਉਂਦਾ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਪੁੱਛ ਸਕਦੇ ਹੋ ਕਿ ਜਦ ਤੱਕ ਮੈਂ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਦਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਸਬਖ ਪਕਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਲਿਆ ਮੈਂ ਉਤਨਾ ਚਿਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿਸੇ ਥਾਂ ਮਿਲਣ ਗਿਆ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੈਂ ਬਾਹਰ ਗਿਆ ਥੋੜਾ ਬਹੁਤ ਬਾਹਰ ਨਿਕਲਿਆ ਹੋਊਗਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੈਂ ਆਪਦੇ ਕੰਮ ਜੀ ਗੁਫਾ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਹੀ ਲਗਾ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਗੁਰਮੇਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਹੂ ਇਸ ਸਿਟਿੰਗ ਹੇਅਰ ਹੈਜ਼ ਬੀਨ ਸੀਇੰਗ ਮੀ ਸਿੰਸ ਹਿਸ ਚਾਈਲਡਹੂਡ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਨੋਸ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਆਸਕ ਹਿਮ ਥੈਟ ਅੰਟਿਲ ਆਈ ਪਰਫੈਕਟਡ ਦ ਲੈਸਨ ਵਿਚ ਲਾਰਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਗੇਵ ਟੂ ਮੀ ਆਈ ਡਿਡ ਨਾਟ ਗੋ ਆਊਟ ਆਈ ਡਿਡ ਨਾਟ ਸੀ ਐਨੀਵਨ ਆਈ ਡਿਡ ਨਾਟ ਮੀਟ ਵਿਦ ਐਨੀਵਨ ਮੇਬੀ ਰੇਅਰਲੀ ਵਨਸ ਇਨ ਅ ਵਾਈਲ ਆਈ ਮਾਈਟ ਹੈਵ ਗੋਨ ਆਊਟ ਬਟ ਅਦਰਵਾਈਜ਼ ਆਈ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਰਿਮੇਨ ਇਨ ਦ ਅੰਡਰਗਰਾਊਂਡ ਰੂਮ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਕੰਟੀਨਿਊ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਮਾਈ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਅੰਟਿਲ ਆਈ ਬੀਕੇਮ until i perfected the lesson given to me by the master pyare mitro jo main aapde guru to khushi prapat unna de jeevan kaal vich layi agar je main pichhon eh karda ki main oh khushi le sakda jehdi unna ne daya karke kahi ke shukr hai ek ta pass hoya main unna nu pyar na kiya ke mere pata nahi kehde janm de paag si tu mainu aake milya oh vi paavuk ho ke kehn lage ke pyare aa ਜਿਹੜਾ ਸਿੱਖ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਭਾਗਾਂ ਨਾਲ ਹੀ ਮਿਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਫਰੈਂਡਸ ਕੁਡ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਅਰਨਡ ਦਾ ਪਲੇਜਰ ਆਫ ਮਾਈ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵਿਚ ਆਈ ਅਰਨਡ ਇਨ ਹਿਸ ਲਾਈਫ ਟਾਈਮ ਆਫਟਰ ਹੀ ਲੈਫਟ ਵੈਨ ਹੀ ਬੀਕੇਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਪਲੀਜ਼ਡ ਵੈਨ ਆਈ ਡਿਡ ਮਾਈ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਵੈਨ ਹੀ ਬੀਕੇਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਪਲੀਜ਼ਡ ਵਿਦ ਮੀ ਹੀ ਸੈਡ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਗ੍ਰੇਟਫੁਲ ਥੈਟ ਐਟ ਲੀਸਟ ਵਨ ਆਫ ਮਾਈ ਡਿਸਾਈਪਲਸ ਹੈਵ ਕੰਪਲੀਟਡ ਹੈਵ ਪਾਸਡ this test passed his examination so the pleasure which i got from him while he was still in the body do you think that i would have got that if i had perfected myself after he had left to pyareo aj da kam kal te na chhado main tuhanu kis tarah keh sakda hai ke tusi guru de baithan na turan bano nahi pyareo jad main khud eh guru da hukm unna de jeevan kaal vich manya hai main tuhanu kis tarah keh sakda hai main eh hi kahunga ਕਿ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਭਰੋਸਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਭਜਨ ਨੂੰ ਪਹਿਲ ਦੋ ਸੋ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਪੋਸਟਪੋਨ ਦਾ ਵਰਕ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਪ੍ਰੋਕਾਸਟੀਨੇਟ ਇਟ ਫਾਰ ਟੁਮਾਰੋ ਹਾਊ ਕੈਨ ਆਈ ਟੈਲ ਯੂ ਨਾਟ ਟੂ ਮੈਨੀਫੈਸਟ ਦਾ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵਿਦ ਇਨ ਯੂਰ ਸੈਲਫ ਵਾਈਲ ਦਾ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਇਜ਼ ਸਟਿਲ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਬੋਡੀ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਆਈ ਮਾਈਸੈਲਫ ਹੈਵ ਡਨ ਥੈਟ ਹਾਊ ਕੈਨ ਆਈ ਟੈਲ ਯੂ ਥੈਟ ਡੂ ਥਿਸ ਸਮ ਅਦਰ ਟਾਈਮ ਔਰ ਡੂ ਥਿਸ ਲੇਟਰ ਔਨ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਆਈ ਮਾਈਸੈਲਫ ਹੈਵ ਡਨ ਥੈਟ ਇਨ ਮਾਈ ਲਾਈਫ ਐਂਡ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਵਾਈ ਆਮ ਟੈਲਿੰਗ ਯੂ ਥੈਟ ਵਾਟ ਐਵਰ ਵਰਕ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਸਪੋਜ਼ ਟੂ ਡੂ ਟੁਮਾਰੋ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਡੂ ਇਟ ਟੂਡੇ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ never postpone the meditation you should never become lazy in doing the meditation you should do it right away main eh vi dasda hunna jinna assi sohne ban te sharir nu lipan pochan te zor dinne hai inna change ban te vi sanu zor dena chahida hai roz roz na khyalan naal libdo kyunki jehda kaam khyalan ch vi leona hai na eh vi bahut bura hai eh vi saadi aatma nu meli karda hai i also say that the efforts we make to beautify ourselves 
we spend a lot of time, we make a lot of efforts in beautifying ourselves. In the same way, we should try to beautify our soul also, we should try to clean ourselves also. We should not make ourselves dirty even in the thoughts. To think about the lust or to allow the lust to come even in the thoughts is a very bad thing because it defies, it makes our soul very dirty. So that is why we do not know that how much time is left and that is why we should not rely on the later. We should, whatever we have to do, we should do it now. ਕੇ ਰੋਜੀ ਰੋਟੀ ਆਪਣੀ ਚਾਹੇ ਕੋਈ ਵੀ ਧੰਦਾ ਕਰਕੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਅਪਣਾਓ ਆਪਣੀ ਖਾਓ ਉਸ ਤੋਂ ਬਾਅਦ ਤਨ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਰੱਖੋ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਅਨ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਹੀ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਤਨ ਵੀ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਤਨ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਹੀ ਮਨ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਜਦੋਂ ਮਨ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕਰੋਗੇ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਜਨਮਾਂ ਜਨਮਾਤਰਾਂ ਦੀ ਜੰਗ ਲੱਗੀ ਹੈ ਮੈਲ ਲੱਗੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਭ ਲੈ ਜਾਏਗੀ ਦਿ ਲਾਈਫਸ ਆਫ ਦਿ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ are the examples and lovingly the masters tells tell us that we should adopt their example we should take their example they say that first of all your earnings should be very pure and holy it should be done in the sincere way and then you should do your meditation you should keep your body pure because purer the body purer the mind will be when you will keep your mind pure as it will become pure the soul will also become pure and when the soul will become pure the meditation which you will do you will definitely become successful in that mara savan ne pari sangat de vich eh lafz keha si ke dekho pyareo main buzurg ho gaya hai je kise to main lena hai te main oh maaf kita hai je kis ne baitho lena hai te beshak oh khada ho ke keh sakda hai main sangat di karvarti hai tel vartya hai ya ਸਬਜੀ ਵਰਤੀ ਹੈ ਬਾਕੀ ਮੈਂ ਸੰਗਤ ਦਾ ਲੰਗਰ ਚ ਪਾਇਆ ਆਪਦੀ ਕਮਾਈ ਚੋਂ ਮੈਂ ਸੰਗਤ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਨਹੀਂ ਖਾਦਾ ਇਨ ਫਰੰਟ ਆਫ ਅ ਲੋਟ ਆਫ ਸੰਗਤ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਟੂਵਰਸਸ ਐਂਡ ਹੈਡ ਸੈਡ ਥੈਟ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਇਫ ਐਨੀ ਵਨ ਓਜ਼ ਐਨੀਥਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਮੀ ਆਈ ਲੀਵ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਫਰਗਿਵ ਹਿਮ ਫਾਰ ਥੈਟ ਹੀ ਡਜ਼ਨਟ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਗਿਵ ਮੀ ਐਨੀਥਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਇਫ ਆਈ ਓ ਐਨੀਥਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਐਨੀ ਵਨ ਇਫ ਐਨੀ ਵਨ if i owe anything to anyone he should please stand up and i will give him that he said that all my life i have used only the car of the sangat only the fuel of the sangat for the car and the vegetable of the sangat other than these three things i have not used even one penny of the sangat for my own self whatever earnings i had i had contributed from those earnings also in the sangat maharaj karpal da si khud dekhde rahe hain santav da kharcha ਕਟਾ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਆਪਣੇ ਤੇ ਖਰਚਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਜਿਆਦਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਗਏ ਬਲਕਿ ਆਪਦੀ ਆਮਦਨ ਚੋਂ ਵੀ ਉਹ ਕਿਸੇ ਗਰੀਬ ਦੀ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਮਦਦ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੀਨ ਵਿਦ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੀਨ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਆਲਸੋ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਥੈਟ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਦਾ ਪਰਫੈਕਟ ਸੇਂਟਸ ਦੇ ਰਿਡਿਊਸ देयर ਐਕਸਪੈਂਸਸ ਐਂਡ ਵਾਟਐਵਰ ਅਮਾਊਂਟ ਆਫ ਮਨੀ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਦੀ ਐਕਸੈਸ ਟੂ ਵਾਟਐਵਰ ਦੇ ਅਰਨ ਔਰ ਵਾਟਐਵਰ ਦੇ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਦੇ ਲਿਮਿਟ देयर ਐਕਸਪੈਂਸਸ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਲਿਵ ਔਨ ਓਨਲੀ ਥੈਟ ਮਚ ਮਨੀ ਐਂਡ ਸਟਿਲ ਦੇ ਆਰ ਏਬਲ ਟੂ ਸੇਵ ਸਮਥਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਫਰਮ देयर ਓਨ ਸੇਵਿੰਗਸ ਫਰਮ देयर ਓਨ ਅਰਨਿੰਗਸ ਦੇ ਸਟਿਲ ਹੈਲਪ ਦ ਪੂਅਰ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਨੀਡੀ ਵਨਸ ਸੰਤ ਤਨ ਤਨ ਨਾਲ ਵੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਆਪਦੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੇ ਦਰਬਾਰ ਵਿੱਚ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਬੜੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਮਨ ਨਾਲ ਵੀ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਦੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਤਨ ਵੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੀ ਚਰਨਾ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੇਸ਼ਮਾਰ ਲਾਇਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਆਪਦੀ ਅੰਦਰ ਤੋਂ ਵੱਧ ਲ
ਕਿਉਂ ਲਾਇਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਤਨ ਸੇਵਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਲਾਇਆ ਹੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਲਾਇਆ ਹੀ ਪਵਿੱਤਰ ਹੈ ਇਨ ਦ ਕੋਰਟ ਆਫ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰ ਇਨ ਦ ਵਰਕ ਆਫ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਹੈਵ ਡਨ ਅ ਲੋਟ ਆਫ ਸੇਵਾ ਫਿਜ਼ੀਕਲੀ ਐਂਡ ਵਿਦ देयर ਮਾਈਂਡ ਆਲਸੋ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਡਨ ਅ ਲੋਟ ਆਫ ਸੇਵਾ ਬਾਈ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਦ ਸੇਵਾ ਵਿਦ देयर ਮਾਈਂਡ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਈਵਨ ਕੰਟ੍ਰਿਬਿਊਟਡ ਇਨ ਦ ਕੋਰਟ ਆਫ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਇਨ ਦ ਵਰਕ ਆਫ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵਿਦ ਦ ਵੈਲਥ ਮਚ ਮੋਰ ਥੈਨ देयर ਕੈਪੈਸਿਟੀ whatever they have they have surrendered all that to for the cause of the master they do that because the wealth which we use for the cause of the master the wealth which we surrender to the master that becomes pure and holy and we get the reward for it kabir sahib ne kya se hathe khaiye hathe deiye strike machine gun burst is so forth um I mean everyone did their best and uh he still had his way so kicking and screaming we we do what he wants in spite of ourselves sometimes anyway it's a wonderful talk and I uh not familiar with it all I think it came from the same group and he was of course uh giving in that talk also many indications of his imminent departure All right our third bhajan closing bhajan is on page 211 <coughs> O Sawan Guru Kapal O giver the merciful to the poor ones we have kept our hopes on you you yourself protect our souls giving us your support you protect us you make us attached to your feet we have wandered in many bodies please cut our snare of 84 lakhs births The snare of maya has been cast on our mind only your support is left we have destroyed all the sand castles oh merciful to the poor ones give us your support we are the sinners full of faults we are the poor souls who are trapped very badly you are the owner we are your disciples please protect us yourself We are yours but we are surrounded by the sins whether we are good or bad we are only yours O oh, beloved Ajay makes this request listen O oh, Satguru Kripal ji O oh, Sawan Guru Kripal O oh, giver the merciful to the poor ones we have kept our hopes on you you yourself protect our souls Bhajan of Sanchi on page 211 Sawangu Kepalaji Tatedina Tealaji Asirakya Satcheriya Ruhapaniya
Amen. Mm-hmm. 